On today's episode of The Fifth Line, we are going to talk about captains filling the vacant captaincies in the NHL, as well as swapping out others that we believe should change. We will also discuss Oilers forward Jesse Poyarvi's decision to play in Finland, as well as a new segment of Red Lines. You're tuned in to The Fifth Line. How's everybody doing? Welcome to episode 9 of The Fifth Line. My name is Nick Berlansky. You can listen to all of our episodes of The Fifth Line on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts at The Fifth Line. Or you can follow us on Instagram at The Fifth Line Show. And then you can go and follow us on Twitter as well at The Fifth Line One. I'm here along with Nick Horwat as always. How have you been doing, Nick? Oh, uh, good. It's the long weekend. I'm very tired today, but okay get to sleep in a few more days oh there you go that's nice for you i don't (laughs) so oh sorry god i was gonna say working night job so it's okay well yeah that's what that's what you got to do i'm working a day job kind of (laughs) so but we're here to talk about hockey and we've had kind of a decent news week uh we have a lot to talk about today between the news that's gone through a couple people retiring a couple people heading to finland aka yesi poyarvi which i said in the open and we're also going to talk about some some captains and we're going to have another segment of red lines i'm not sure if people liked it or not but i liked it so we're going to have our second segment of red lines eventually we'll start adding music to it and (laughs) being more fun with it but we got we got to get the basics done first and also eventually the season will start so yeah we're less than a month away from the start of the nhl season thank god it's it's been a long summer yeah it has been it's been a dead summer almost not much has happened really other than people retiring and no one signing contracts so yeah after july 1st as you know usual it died down, but this summer it felt like worse because literally zero of the RFAs signed and there were no interesting arbitration cases. Yeah. So there was not much to talk about in there, but something interesting that did happen last week, Jesse Poyarvi headed himself to Finland on a one-year contract. He is an RFA currently for the Edmonton Oilers, but instead chose to sign, which is the difference between him and Mitch Marner. He actually signed with the team. And he's going to begin the season there playing for, if I get this correct, Olin Karpat, who he played for before he was drafted in 2016. What are your thoughts on uh, Puyarvi going over to Finland to play for his former team? There's some clause I know that he can, if he gets an offer or gets traded or anything, he can come back to the NHL. Mm-hmm. He has a, a, a clause in there that is a opt-out, drop-dead date of December 1st. Okay. Which is obvious because that's the last date that an RFA can sign. Yes. In the NHL. Um, he's as of right now, I just looked. He's been taken off of the Oilers cap friendly, so he's not under their cap situation anymore. Well, he was an RFA anyway. Yeah, but like even the RFAs stay on their teams, uh, stay in their little system for the time being. Yeah, but, but so do the the UFAs. I thought. And I checked Carolina's earlier today when I was looking up stuff for the captain stuff, and uh, Justin Williams wasn't on there. But that was earlier earlier today, uh, as yeah. we're recording this, we're recording it the day that Justin Williams did pseudo-retire. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But I'm not sure. 
Uh, you said he's not on their cap friendly at all. I think the UFAs are on there until free agency starts. I forget exactly. I was just about to check the Oilers' whole website and see if they had anything. But, I mean, it's what was going to happen. They, or he requested to never play another game in Edmonton or for the Oilers, so something was bound to happen. People were just figuring he would get traded, but obviously for some reason they haven't done that. I mean, you'd figure they would. He's a young guy, granted. He's had two, two hip replacements or surgeries. That doesn't look good, but someone would have to take him for a bag of pucks, right? That would be, you know, somebody would take him for a bag of pucks because he's very young. Yeah. He actually got the health attention that he needed, which he was being denied in Edmonton. And the big thing is that I also heard it's not because nobody wants him for a bag of pucks. It's because Ken Holland, the general, the new general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, is asking a lot for Jesse Pugliarvi. From what I've heard, he's asking for an NHL top-tier forward and a top-tier prospect. You're not going to get that for him. You're not. And and I get that he's a new GM, and I get that he's trying to, you know, over override and turn the ship from the way that You're Peter right. Shirelli ran stuff. And that's why a lot of people also thought, well, I mean, yes, he pulled was mad with the Oilers, but Shirelli's gone. It seems like they're starting to make actual hockey moves to make the team better and not worse. A lot of people thought maybe he'd see that as okay, maybe I can give these guys another shot, but his thing is not was not with Shirelli. It seems like it was from the top down, the entire Edmonton Oilers organization, especially the trainers, because you said the hip injuries that he was forced to play through a little bit. Yeah. it's And it, it kind of stunted his growth and it stunted his development in the NHL, and, and that's why he wants to be on another team. Edmonton has their his rights, so until they traded away, he is going to be an Edmonton Oiler, unfortunately. Uh, he is still technically on their roster for now, um, at least on their website. As for the rest of the clauses with that contract, I don't know what they are. I just know that he has that opt-out to come back if something happens and he gets on, gets put on a team or decides to come back to Edmonton. Yeah. Yep, that's basically... I mean, that's all you really need to know. Yeah. With this, you know, the Finnish League contract that he has. You did you know he also scored in his first game over there? Oh, they're already playing games. Yeah, they their season started. In the first game, he scored a goal. Oh, great! Right, a, right above the right center dot, and just took a one timer snapshot. Okay, I didn't realize the European league seasons started this early. I'm not sure. I know the KHL started. The KHL just started. I think the Finnish league started a couple days before the KHL. So okay, we well, have some hockey if you want to watch that. Good luck finding it. Well, I didn't realize he was getting games in up there. I thought it was just a situation where he was going to be training for now until something gets figured out, kind of like... Uh, Marner and Rantanen. Yep. But, well, he's got, he's got time to prove himself now, I guess. And he's got a goal. He's already a step in the right direction. <laughs> Hopefully those hips don't fall off on him. Speaking of parts falling off, Cam Ward has retired. So congratulations to Cam Ward. He signed a one-day contract with the Carolina Hurricanes and retired a Carolina Hurricane. He played 13 of his 14 NHL seasons there, 334 career wins overall with 27 shutouts, a 908 career save percentage, and a 2.74 career goals allowed average. Congratulations to Cam Ward. What else do you have to say about this guy who seemingly seemed a lot older than 35? Yeah, he did. It's just because you've been hearing the name forever. 
he's the best goalie the franchise, probably the franchise has ever seen, Hartford or Carolina. Oh, I, I would definitely say so, yeah. He's up there as one of the more underrated goalies whenever he was in his prime, at least. Obviously, as of recently, he hasn't been too phenomenal, but he um, had a pretty, pretty solid career as a starting goalie. Never a top-tier goalie, per se, but uh, managed to bring a cup to Carolina and has their franchise uh, record in wins, which I forget what it is right now. I went through last week all the team's goalies. and Just take away all the wins he had last year, and you have it. Pretty much, yeah. But good career under his belt. Con Smythe winner, I believe. He was. He was the Con yep. Smythe winner. He won the Con Smythe. The same year, obviously, he won the Stanley Cup, which yep. was his rookie season in 2005-2006 with the Carolina Hurricanes. That's right, it was. Yeah, he, I believe he is a very solid player. Might get a Hall of Fame nod in the future one day, maybe. Who knows? It would probably take some teeth pulling and definitely not first ballot. But um, stellar career for him. It's not like... We'll be missing much, though, really. He was a backup this past year, mostly. Right? He was a, yeah, he was mostly a backup, but he was in Chicago, which yeah. means he got more reps than most backups were to be. He he was not somebody that was going to come out and start anymore. And yeah. he, he was a backup, and it's sad to say that it's not somebody you're going to be missing anymore, but it's going to be a name that's going to be sad to not hear yeah. around the league. It'll be a different the, – the Hurricanes is definitely a different team without him, mm-hmm. and the league might be just a slight different without him as well, but – a uh, good career for him, and it's just his time to go, I guess. Once the skill starts going and people don't want you, it's the way it is. Yeah. And then another 35-year-old Ben Lovejoy who played for the Penguins, the Ducks, the Devils, and then last year, finally, the Stars. He retired, which I didn't think Ben Lovejoy had been in the league for that long. I'm not sure why, uh, but played 11 NHL seasons. Won the Cup in 2016 with the Pittsburgh Penguins. 544 games played in his career, which is a lot of games to be pl- played 20 goals 101 career points and a plus 51 on his career uh, obviously you you posted to our, our twitter page that that picture the screenshot picture of the one video that they were heading into the winter classic i believe when they played washington they were doing like yeah it was the 24 7 yeah with them i for he so ben lovejoy went undrafted so it's hard to say when he would have been drafted but he started playing in 2007 with the penguins organization the Penguins picked him up from, looks like the, from Dartmouth. He went to Dartmouth College, and he bounced around the AHL and NHL for a couple years. He was technically on the 09 Cup winning team for like two games in the regular season, uh, not enough to be considered a Stanley Cup champion that year. But he was in the organization then, and when after us, he went to the. Ducks and then came back for the Penguins for the 2016 season where he got his Stanley Cup ring and he was just a stout defenseman did what he needed to do defensively was never much of an offensive guy he only has 20 career goals in his 544 games and 101 career points so at least he surpassed some plateau he also had a goal in the Stanley Cup finals so that's pretty important too. Looking back on your career, whether or not you had an offensive career or not, right. you can always look back to that and say, not only did I win a cup, but I scored a goal in the cup final. That's that's pretty cool. Congratulations to him. Do you have anything else to say on on Ben Lovejoy, who we obviously watched a lot of during his career in Pittsburgh? Um, not much, other than just he was a 
defense, defense. We just did what we had to do. Uh, was never standout-ish, but that's a lot. A lot of times, what you want from a defenseman like that. So, uh, solid career for a guy like him. Good for him. We already talked about Cam Ward, who who retired this past week. Was a Conn Smythe winner. Another Conn Smythe winner, kind of retired. <laughs> Justin Williams won the Conn Smythe in 2013-14 season as a member of the Los Angeles Kings. He was a three-time or is a three-time. Yep. Stanley Cup champion twice with the Kings, obviously, and once with Carolina with Cam Ward. Yes. But he decided to, quote, unquote, step away from the game of hockey on September 2nd. That's what he decided to do, step away from the game of hockey, not retiring. Very careful about his wording there. He did not retire, but he stepped away. What, to you, what does that mean? Like, why... Why, one, why say this instead of just retiring or do this instead of retiring? Two, just what is this? It, I don't know at all what this could be. It's maybe there's some family issues that we just aren't aware of. I mean, I didn't read the statements from him or the team as to why he's, quote, stepping away. But he's 37, and it's hard to say what he's going to be coming back with or anything like that because he's older and I mean not as high flying as he was before in his day but I just I would like I would like to know why it's just a step away not a full retirement it it's a really hard thing for these players to retire from the game of hockey you saw how emotional we've seen so many people retire this offseason that have been namesakes in not namesakes, mainstays, excuse me, in the game for so long. Big names. Brooks Orpik retired. You think about the fact Ben Lovejoy was on the Penguins, he retired. Cam Ward retired. All these players that played a lot of hockey retired. Mike McKenna retired. That was yeah. in his past week. He's going to be an analyst for the Vegas Golden Knights, so good for him getting another, another job. But to say Matt Cullen especially oh yeah same situation here he had trouble retiring for the past couple of years you would think he would have retired earlier Justin Williams same position last year played all 82 games the three of the past four seasons with the Capitals and the Hurricanes last season he had 23 goals so still a 20 goal score 30 assists for 53 points that's pretty good not to mention four goals three assists in, in that magical playoff run with the Carolina Hurricanes so he still has something to offer, obviously, as he did that as captain of the Carolina Hurricanes. But he taking a year off, I don't get. Because not only is it hard enough to take a year off, we're talking about what would happen to Marner. You saw what happened to Nylander last year just by taking a couple months off. A guy at the age of 37, while he's probably better conditioned to know what the NHL is going to bring him, it's harder to get back into that shape and into game shape. And here's a quote from Justin Williams today about the Carolina Hurricanes, he said, quote, It's important to me that the focus of attention is on the current, very talented group of Carolina Hurricanes, the Carolina Hurricanes, excuse me, have assembled as they prepare to build on the momentum and growth we established last season. So it seems like a very selfless, selfless, wow, I can't speak today, very <laughs> selfless thing about the Hurricanes, but he was a UFA, not an RFA. He could have signed somewhere else, whether he yeah. wanted to or not, and taking a year off is not really going to, accomplish that so I feel like if he comes back it's not going to be for the Carolina Hurricanes I don't believe so either and I feel like it's probably going to come down to if he doesn't find say he doesn't find a team and he doesn't come back to playing 
what that statement kind of spoke to me is that he might take up a role in management in Carolina. I mean, he wants to show that this team is something to build on in the future. He may not be part of it on the ice, but he probably still wants to be part of it in some way. Um, and that's the kind of leading guy he is. He's always been a leader with the any team he's been on. So I could see him falling into a management role somewhere. What I obviously probably won't be this year if he still has a chance to come back somewhere. But I don't know. Maybe it's some weird contract thing then, or I don't. I mean, I, no one's gonna give you the specifics of what it is unless it's a personal thing, which they would say personal reasons, which they haven't said. Mm-hmm. So it all will depend, I guess. It's a weird situation to see. Yeah, it, it's really strange. And just when you were speaking, and I was kind of like taking in the quote that he had today that we just spoke about. He was part of that young and exciting team that won the cup when he came in yeah. with the Carolina Hurricanes. So I feel like him seeing this again, he doesn't want to be in the way of that. He wants to watch it and be able to see it in full. And he, he, he was part of it last year, and he was part of the beginning of the movement for them. And now he kind of wants to sit back and watch and let the young kids take over, which is what basically the whole league is doing. I just don't get how he, he thinks – and I might be wrong because Justin Williams is a fantastic hockey player. He's played over, excuse me, over 1,200 games in the league. So obviously he's a great hockey player. But at the age of 37, to take a year off and come back at the age of 38, after a year off in this league, it's getting younger, faster, harder to play if you're older. There's, it's difficult. There's got to be something behind it that we are that we don't know about and might not know about. So. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to stay tuned. Maybe we'll we'll get more of this. Maybe we won't hear from Justin Williams until next summer. Uh, but either way, if this is the end, kudos to him. Fantastic career. It, it was fun watching him play. He was revered as Mr. Game 7 for a long time with the, with the Kings. Kings, excuse me. And obviously, Conn Smythe winner with the Carolina Hurricanes. So congratulations on a great career. If it's over, if it's not over, see you soon, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, he was consummate with the Kings, but yes. Was he the consummate? Oh, yeah, the Kings. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know why. It was right in front of me. You're good. Uh, one more piece of news before we get to our main discussion on NHL captains. The Blues resign Ivan Barbashev to a two-year extension or two-year contract, $1.48 million average annual value. Seems pretty fair. Yeah, totally fair for a depth, a depth role, really, for that team. It's good for them to keep low signing guys or low salary guys on their team because they are a deep team and they have a lot to prove now this year. Stanley Cup champions always have a lot to prove going into the next season. And I think they're going to have a pretty stellar team continuing on. He's a good role player. He's not going to be the guy that gets you, you know, 20 plus goals a season. He's only got 26 career goals. So, uh, he's a young guy, though, and has a bright future ahead of him, especially as a depth guy. Maybe something sparks off. You never know in hockey, too. Well, moving on from, from the news and notes, we're going to get into our, our meat of this episode, episode 9. It, we're going to name the captains for each team that doesn't have one. The NHL, eight teams don't have a captain currently in the NHL. We're also going to go through, and we each selected a couple teams that we think 
should probably change who they have as captain. Not even probably. We'd like to see them change as captain. Let's not say probably because the people that are all captains obviously all deserve it. But maybe we think there's somebody more deserving on each team. So let's jump right in where we left right off in the news segment. The Carolina Hurricanes. Obviously, Justin Williams was their last captain last season, 2018-19 season. He is not there because he's taking time off, as we just discussed. Who do you think could be the captain this season if they name one? Or who do you think should be? We'll do that, not if. Uh, before I answer a stead, uh, solid answer, are they going to give it back to Justin Folk or Jordan Stahl is the real question. I mean... Because that's probably what will happen. In 2017-18, they shared the captaincy. One was the away captain, one was the home captain. Let's not do that. Yeah, that was such a weird concept. That was... I mean, it's the Hurricanes. They've been doing weird concepts for a couple years now. But let's not share the captaincy. That's a little bit too... Uh, I'm not going to over the line because... You know, I don't want to sound like old man hockey up here shaking my <laughs> fist like people were with the storm surge, but name a captain. Yeah. I feel like it'd be between those two. It would have to be between those two. They're, as of right now, they are the only two alternate captains on the team, too. <laughs> so I feel like I would lean towards Stahl. I feel he's got, A, he's got the longer contract as of right now. He's the older, more experienced guy. Uh, in the locker room. But I feel like he just would have more of a leadership role for that team than Justin Folk does. Justin Folk has also kind of fallen off in that team in the past couple years uh, as he progresses in age and as the whole team's getting younger around him as well. So uh, Jordan Stoll will be my vote for Carolinas. For that, I, w- I would have to agree with you. For all the reasons you said and the fact that he won a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. He's been through it. He won a Stanley Cup. He's been to another he has that leadership quality that he doesn't need to be the top guy. I think you make Jordan Stahl the captain, like you said. I think you keep Justin Falk as the alternate, obviously, because he is the second He's the second guy. If it's not Stahl, it's, it's Falk. We said that. And I think you give Sebastian Ajo the A, especially after now you've inked him to a longer extension, and now he's been in the league long enough. I, I think you give him the A. So I, I agree. I'd say Jordan Stahl. Yeah, it's hard to disagree with that one, too, but... It'd be interesting to see them go with Falk. I feel like Falk is still just a safe bet too. If they plan on keeping him around longer, he's on. He's in his last year of a contract, so they would probably base that one on who they want to stay around longer. And if Williams is coming back to reclaim it again, maybe. I mean, I feel if Williams comes back, he shouldn't get the captaincy. I think right. If you're if you're committed to this youth movement, which I guess it doesn't really make sense to have Jordan Stahl as the captain. If you're committed to this youth movement name a youth player as captain i just don't think there's anybody in that locker room right now at that age that is ready to take a captaincy yeah couldn't i mean that's very true too the detroit red wings last captain was henrik zetterberg 2017-18 last year they lost him right before the season so the as the right thing to do they don't name a captain last season if they were to name a captain this year who would you pick as their captain Mm, man, that's hard to do. This team is so weird. Man, who's... Right now, their only alternate that they have listed is Justin Abdelkader. Who, uh, no, you're not giving it to him. Um, this is also one of those teams that you're named captain as, and it's a big deal. You know what I mean? It's an original six team. They always kind of take... Those six teams usually take their captaincy seriously more on the series end and it means something to them but looking at this lineup i would have to 
probably give it to Dylan Larkin. It's hard to say anyone else, really. Far and away the best player on the team, skill-wise. But at 23, I don't know how much of a leadership role he's taken on the team. That's something the team would have to decide. But I feel like it would probably go to him for the sake of he's the face of the, face of the franchise at the moment. So, if not him... Maybe Franz Nielsen if you keep him around because he's been there forever in a day. Has he been? No, he hasn't. What you got on that? On that, I I think Dylan Larkin could be. I think he's he, he's definitely an option just because, yeah, he's only 23, but he's been there for a while. He's been playing since he was 18 for the Detroit Red Wings. It's been more than two, three years Excuse me, with him in there. But I completely disagree with you about Justin Abdulkader. I give it to Abdulkader. Okay. He signed for just as long as Dylan Larkin. You made that Ar- argument yeah. with with uh, Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. He signed for just as long. He's 32 years old, so he's not really past his prime yet. He he's kind of like hitting the end of it. And I know that he's not the top tier player, but I think just leadership wise on this team that's getting very young, leadership wise plus. Being there for the good times through the bad times, I think Justin Advocator is the guy that you go with for your captaincy there. Obviously, you have players like Darren Helm, who's the same age. Franz Nielsen's 35, but Viteri uh, Fopula is also 35. But I feel like if, if you're going to give it to anybody on this team, give it to Justin Advocator. And then maybe if you're committed to this youth movement as the Hurricanes are, give it to give the assistant or the alternates to Dylan Larkin, to Tyler Bertuzzi. I'd say if Nick Cronwell was still on this team, he'd be the easy guy yep. to give it to. That's what I was looking for, but but he he's not. He's a free agent and he hasn't retired yet. So who knows where he's going to play next season? Yeah, that's that's gonna be an interesting one. I think his game is past these days anyway. Yeah, a couple seasons ago, I, I think his game kind of kind of stagnated and then started to go down. So you mentioned original six teams. Yep, three of the original six teams are without a captain at this very moment. One of those teams we'll get to later. We feel like as soon as training camp starts, there's going to be a captain. Yep. The other one, which we'll talk about now, the New York Rangers, their last captain was Ryan McDonough before he got traded to the Tampa Bay Lightning in the 2017-18 season. Who do you think the Broadway blue shirts, who do you think could put a C on it? Uh, Mika Zibanejad. That's my easy pick, I feel. Currently wearing an A and and really has the leadership aspect in him. He's there. I mean, he's not the face with Artemi Panarin coming in. And you're not going to give it to Panarin right away because he's a new guy. He'll be there for a while. Maybe he'll earn it one day. As of right now, though, I think I would say Zabinajad for being a veteran on the team. He's obviously not the longest-termed veteran on the team and has played with the Senators before. But when you think of the Rangers these days, especially before the season gets going, I would think of guys like Zabinajad or Zuccarello. Zuccarello probably would have been another uh, shoe-in for it before he got traded. I mean, maybe Mark Stahl as well, but more or less I would lean towards Zabinajad as having that option. Uh, Mark Stahl is interesting because he's been there a really long time, and I think he's still a very effective defenseman. I just don't see him at this point of his career becoming a captain. 
My shoe in would have been Chris Kreider, but he's on the last year of his contract. And depending on how committed to this rebuild they are, he might not be coming back. At He's getting paid over $4 million right now. I don't know if they're ready to give somebody who is aging the C in front of somebody else. I think even though he's just got there, I think you give it to Artemi Panarin. Okay. You've put so much into this kid who's a 27-year-old. $11 million a year. $11.5 million a year. You gave him the bank. You sold out to get this guy. Put the C on him. I don't know how well he can do as a captain. Obviously, in Chicago, he wasn't the captain, but he was underneath Taves and Kane, who are two pretty good leaders. In Columbus, he was underneath Felino, who is a fantastic captain. No matter what anybody says, Felino is a fantastic captain. So I think Panarin could be ready for this. Mika Zibanejad, yeah, I, I can understand maybe putting in Mika Zibanejad. He's been really good and really underrated, but I feel like it's the Rangers. It's New York. It's not going to be Mika Zibanejad as the captain. They want the flashy name. They went the flashy name for free agency. They went out and got it. So I think it's going to end up being Artemi Panarin. Capo Caco, obviously way too young to have it. He's not going to get a he's not going to get a letter for a couple years. Jesper Fast is their alternate with Kreider and Zibanejad. I just feel like Panarin's the right way to go with that, though. I was just looking up their captain history. Where'd it go? They're a team that has always had a namesake captain per se if you go back like you said ryan mcdonough before that was ryan callahan chris jury yarmir yager was their captain for a couple years mark messier it's always the big names uh, i mean just looking at this list it's a bunch of you know hall of famers and guys that mean meant something to the rangers and to the league as a whole yeah it's just so i, I just couldn't see them doing it to panarin immediately I just feel like they would give it to someone who's been around a little bit. Honestly, if it's someone who's been around a little bit, Mark Stahl's their first choice. Yeah, But, but you, you don't were, see Mark Stahl's being a captain in this you, league. Yeah, you were talking about the namesakes, but... If you look down this roster, the only person that could really, like, fall into that, I think, at this point, the only person that can fall into that is Artemi Panarin. Right. With him being the face of the offseason, almost, it's... He would be up there for it. I just, man, I don't know. I just don't see it yet from him. I don't know. That's just me, though. But you see it from Mika Zibanejad. More than Panarin at the moment. <laughs> the team, really? It's, one thing I wanted to mention before is that this is also a very new team. There's not a lot of guys that have been around for a while. There's not a lot of guys that have proven that before they can be leaders yet or, like, have... Still new, they're still new to the system, still new to the team, and Panarin is just obviously in that bunch. Sabinajad has been around for a little bit. Mark Stahl has been around for a little bit. Even Kreider has been around for a minute. It's just not. It just doesn't seem like they have a bunch of players that would be ready to take that role at the moment. Yeah, and that is the case with a couple of these teams, and and we'll get into it with the Senators who are up next on our list, but. I just, I just feel like you said those names, first of all, crazy names. Yeah. Think about the Rangers. Messier, Yager, Chris Drury. Underrated, but yes. Yeah, exactly. Those names are ridiculous. 
And I just – no offense to Mika Zibanejad, who's a fantastic NHL player and who is going to be really good. He's very underrated. I don't think he has what it takes to get into that tier. Okay. To be – like you said, it's an original six team. Yeah. The captaincy matters that much more. Yeah. And I think Artemi Panarin is the guy that will have to take it. Yeah, I and I can see it. They probably won't – if they do name it, it wouldn't be immediately. They'd probably give it time to settle in. And if I wouldn't be shocked with the Panarin uh, decision either. I just said we were going to talk about the Ottawa Senators, and here it is. Eric Carlson was their last captain, 2017-18, before he decided to head due west to the San Jose Sharks and put his own captaincy bid in there, which we'll talk about later. Who do these guys even have Oof. that you could put a captain on? Like you said, it, may, it means that much more for the original six. It means a lot in Canada, too. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is a this is a rough one because they're a young team. The only people over the age of 30 that's not a goalie um, are they got Mark Borowicki, Ron Hainsey, Bobby Ryan, Artem Anisimov. That's it. Yo, give it to Bobby Ryan. I, That's a joke, clearly. Yeah. Man, this is this one's this one's a struggle, obviously. Oh man. Maybe maybe down the line one day Brady Kachuk will get it. <laughs> maybe, possibly, but one he has to sign first. Yeah. Uh the RFAs aren't even on here anymore, just just saying. Brady Kachuk is not the Kachuk that's on RFA. Oh, that's right. That's the other Kachuk. But where is he at? Oh, I just I just skipped over him. That's why. The two alternate captains are JG Pajot and Mark Borowiecki. This is the hard. So choice. they're obviously up for it. Possibly. First of all, let let's be clear. We're doing this because we think NHL teams should have captains. Yeah. We're not in no way, it. shape, or form are the Ottawa Senators going to name a captain this year. No. <laughs> or maybe even for the next five years. This so don't, don't expect any of this to actually happen. Yeah. We're just saying because we want captains on all 31 <laughs> teams, we're going to pick one. My pick's Thomas Shabbat. Okay. Only one season in. But I look at the rest of this roster and I'm like, well, you know, what? it ain't going to be any of the veterans. I can tell you that much. And I think Thomas Shabbat, they spoke very highly of him last season. Obviously, he had a fantastic season. He was really good. They spoke really highly. They they mm-hmm. said they saw him like they saw Eric Carlson when he was a kid. Now, that could just be bullshit in one ear out the other ear, just yep. trying to make it seem like a better situation because it was Ottawa last season. But I give it to Thomas Shabbat. Why not? Um, For a team like this, at this moment, Thomas Shabbat does make sense for how highly they speak of him and how much they do want to keep him around. But at the same time, this is gonna, here's going to be a fun one. For a team like this, at this moment... Give it to Ron Hainsey. <laughs> oh my God! Been he's been around. He's done that. He was an alternate last year with Toronto, was he not? Yeah. He was an al- and he was. He was. I think he. I want to say he was occasionally an alternate with Pittsburgh. I am probably wrong about that. But. I uh, yeah I don't. I feel like it had to have gone down the line for that one. I think Hornfist would have had to be hurt. Kunis would have had to have been hurt. We know Latang was hurt for the playoffs. Latang was, was gone. Colin yeah. Webner. Okay, so maybe yeah, he I wasn't. I think he was. Why? I don't know why I just imagined that. But he's a guy that's been around. He's obviously an older guy, and he 
I mean, he played decent with a young team in him last year with the Maple Leafs. I say, screw it. You got nothing else to lose. Ron Hainsey is your captain. Wouldn't be a bad idea, really. Uh, you don't have to put the C on to get the leadership from him. Right. The league is headed towards younger players. There's no reason to give a dinosaur a letter. <laughs> there really isn't. And I love Ron Hainsey yeah. with all my heart because of what he did in 2017 for the Penguins. But give the damn C to Thomas Shabbat if you're giving it to anybody. Don't give it to, don't give it to Ron Hainsey. You're trying to get better, not trying to just sit there and medi- – not even mediocrity. They don't even reach that level yet. If you're going to change things around, give it to Thomas Shabbat. That's what you got to do. That's fair. And I can understand that too. It's just when you got nothing else to lose, you sometimes you just really have nothing else to lose. I'm looking for the Senators captain captain history cuz it's not that long. Cons- Daniel Alfredson. I think that's it. Really? Well, what since that's it? since the recreation in 92. Eric Carlson, Jason Spezza was the captain for a couple of years. Yep. Daniel Alfredson, Alexi Yashin was before that. Ooh, what a name. What a name for drop. A, for a season, but... But hey, it's Alexi Yashin. For that, Randy Cunnyworth. Who? Yep. Gord Deneen, Mark Lamb, Bradshaw. Wait, was it Mark Lamb, Bradshaw, Mark, one person? Mark Lamb and Bradshaw. And Bradshaw? Yeah. His first name's And? There's, you know what? Listen. Wait, I'm so confused. What is going on? Okay, in, in the 1990... 1994 season the ottawa senators had two captains mark lamb and bradley shaw and brad there. oh his name was brad space yeah last name shaw oh okay yeah. i was like wait who's this brad shaw guy yeah sorry about that one all right wow that was uh and and in their first season back it was uh laurie botch bosh boshman so Glory botch man. So <laughs> senators. They've only had a couple of names up there, but obviously Daniel Alfredson being the standout. Yep. With Spezza. Wait, Fanuff was never a captain there. No. Oh, that was Toronto. Never. Yes. Yikes. All right, so uh, let's stop talking about horrible teams like the Ottawa Senators. It's a team that has a lot to lose, actually. The San Jose Sharks. Last captain, obviously, last year, Joe Pavelski. Captain America went to the stars to obviously be Captain America. Logan Couture has the alternate. I think he's an option. Brent Burns is an option. Eric Carlson is an option. But I'm not sure why neither Carl well, Carlson because it was his first year there. That I understand. Why did Brent Burns not have a letter yesterday last year? Uh, my I mean my personal biased answer is gonna be because he's overrated. False. There it is. Um, so false. Did he actually not have one, or is it just not showing up on? No, he didn't have one. It would be there. He did not have an A last year. I don't believe so. I, I mean, I we can check because Joe Thornton definitely had one. Joe Thornton had one. Couture had one, and Pavelski was the captain. So no, there was nothing left. Okay. Which obviously I understand giving Thornton it over him, but yeah. You know, it's Brent. It's 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 one of the best defensemen in the league. Don't give me that stupid shit. I'm not. I'm not saying anything else. But he's one of the best defensemen in the league. How do you not give him the A? I assume him and Carlson are both getting a letter this year. Yeah, I would assume that too. 
What's Joe Thornton doing? Does, has he made a decision Staring yet? Staring at his land. I, I have no idea what he's doing. Cutting his grass again. Maybe somebody will walk up to him with a contract like they did last year. So, because he honestly probably would have my pick. He was their captain before Joe Pavelski for a good four seasons or so. Yes. It would only be, it would kind of only be right to give it back to him if he decides to play again at the age of 40. Is he 40 now? Mm. I have the name right here. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, you yeah, he's that 40. Oh. oh, so boy, maybe he will be retiring, but that would be my pick if it's if he does come back. Maybe he'll take a break. <laughs> you know, yeah, as one does at the age of 35 plus. If not, I mean, tw- from looking at the, that's weird. Okay, from looking at this captaincy history of the San Jose Sharks, they're not opposed to just stripping it from a guy who deserves it and giving it to someone else because they took it from Marlowe in 2009 to give it to Rob Blake. After so, they gave it to Joe Thorne, who they stripped it from and gave it to Joe Pavelski. This is not a team that's opposed to just taking captaincies from people who... Well, so that means they have to give it to somebody who deserves it then strip it to somebody else. Exactly. So they're going to give it to Brent Burns only to strip it for Logan Couture. I think we figured this out. No, sorry, Melker Carlson. Exactly. Who will who Melker Carlson will probably then become the best player on the team because that's also what happens. Fair enough. <laughs> they have so many I know we're not talking about contracts right now, but they have so many people locked up for so many years. Yeah. Carlson, Burns and Vlasic are all locked up through the 2024-25 season. That's three defensemen and then Couture and Evander Kane are locked up through 2024-25, and then they also have Timo Meyer locked up until after the 20, 2023 season. That's crazy. Uh, that's ri- that's ridiculous. Couture, Carlson, and Vlasic are, are past that, too, because without clicking in their name, the cap friendly only goes to the 25-26 season. And all three all, of them are still there. Out. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I personally would give it to Brent Burns. I know Carlson has been a captain before. I know Carlson is really good. Carlson is probably better than Brent Burns. But Brent Burns has been there mm-hmm. much longer. Brent Burns is kind of what it, the, the ideal shark. If you if you want somebody on the marquee for the yeah. Sharks, it's Brent Burns. Look, He's, look at the man. Yeah, no, he is the man you'd want to give to him. And I would say him too. But I'm just I'm still baffled by this captain history. I'm just going to mention it real quick. So before... So the, their first captain was Doug Wilson in 1991. That goes Bob Airy, Jeff Odgers, Todd Gill, Owen Nolan. And then for the 2003-2004 season, they had rotating captains. For Why? Because teams are weird. In the first 10 games, it was Mike Ritchie. For the next 20, it was Vincent Dampus. And then for the next 10, it was, okay, Aylin McCauley. And then they gave it to Patrick Marlowe following that. So they had... Four captains in one season. Pretty much. Wow. I don't even know I don't even know how to respond to that. Other, Other than, than Bob Airy. Airy. Is was a captain of the San Jose Sharks for a couple seasons. Ninety three to I mean he played well for the Sharks, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. But you know, Bob Airy, that's a, But on Bob. this team right now, the one you do give it to for the sake of feeding the feeding the team popularity. Being decent on the ice, being the guy you would honestly expect to have it, it's Brent Burns. 
Yeah. Being the being the on and off the ice guy that you want in a captain and being the man who's been there for a while. And who's going to be there for a while. Yeah. Yep. A long while. So there's a couple people that could be named for this next one. The last captain for them was Dion Phaneuf, as we said, in 2015-16. John Tavares could possibly be a captain. He was a captain in New York. He's an alternate captain there last season. Morgan Riley is an alternate captain there. He's their number one defenseman. But we expect it to happen, and it's probably going to happen at training camp, probably maybe the first day of training camp. Austin Matthews is going to be the next captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, which means a lot. Oh, yeah. This, you say original six teams, this is the team this is the that team. the captain means the most to. Yeah. Other than maybe the Canadians, but they botched it with Weber. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't so much say that. But, oh, what? Yes. He, being a captain of the Maple Leafs or the Canadians, the two big original six Canadian teams, it means something. It is an entirely different section on their Wikipedia page. It's not just names and numbers. It's like they're in boxes. <laughs> but it is a big deal being the captain of this team. Like everything in Toronto, it's a massive deal to not only the hockey fans, but literally everybody within the greater Toronto area. <laughs> yeah, and it's Matthews is for the taking. He is their guy, despite having... You know, a former captain in John Tavares and a very stellar um, leader in Morgan Riley. There's just no one else you can really hand it to other than Matthews, I feel like. you could. I mean, Tavares, maybe. It would be something for him. You know, obviously the fan since a little kid finally being the captain of his childhood team. Well, that's a good little storyline, but... I don't see it being anyone but Austin Matthews for what he means to that team and what he did mean prior to getting John Tavares. So that would be my thought of it. Plus, like we said, the team, the league's getting younger. He's younger and faster and maybe better. Maybe. You never know. Got the longer career ahead of him. It's just yeah, that's, that's, what it would be. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking he has... So not even so much more because John Tavares isn't old, but I think at the in the end of it, you look at Austin Matthews and what he's done in his first couple of seasons, what he did in that first season with Toronto, with a team that was not expected to do anything. Three straight playoff appearances since he's been there. That's not a joke. Not a joke at all. Right. Now getting out of the first round, that's the next step. But I think you give him the captaincy this year and, and, and see where it goes. It's massive. Yeah. It's... A very good move. I think it's a great move to give it to Matthews. Heading westward, the Vancouver Canucks. Last captain. Was it? I One of the Sedins. I thought it was Henrik. I believe it was Henrik Sedin in 2017-18 before they, they joint retired. So we have we have brothers that literally both retired at the same time. And then we have Justin Williams. I just don't understand taking a break. But uh, moving on from that. Bo Horvat, alternate captain. Alex Edler, best defenseman in my on their team, in my opinion, right now, that's been there for a little bit longer. He could be a captain. And I, I could see that because I feel like randomly defensemen get named captain, even though they're not the flashy player or the best player on the team. Right. Also, Brock Besser, if he ever signs. <laughs> could be the captain of this team. 
I think he's been there long enough. Basically, the same thing as Matthews. He's not as dominant, obviously, as Matthews. He's not head and shoulders above everybody else because, you know, Pedersen is really good. Horvat is really good. But Besser, he could throw his hat in the ring. I still think it's Bo Horvat, simply and easily put. Not because his last name's, you know, yeah, similar no. to yours, Mr. Horvat. But uh, just because he's been there, he's been that that light that has kind of shined through the dark ages of Vancouver. So I, I think that I think he's the choice. He is the definite, definitely the easy choice. You did mention Brandon Sutter was the other alternate, right? I didn't mention that. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't really feel the need to because I don't think he can really. I don't think he's going to be the captain. No, but I. It's weird thinking he's an alternate. <laughs> it would be Bo Horvat probably if not. Maybe Alex Edler for being a guy that's been around. Uh, definitely has a veteran status to him. And being 33, and this still isn't totally terrible, especially no. on that team. Yeah. Oh, it would be between those two for sure. Bo Horvat for being young, younger, faster, and probably sticking around longer. While Edler's, like you mentioned, the defenseman usually getting it. Older, a little more experienced, and I believe he's only played there. Yeah, and he's only ever played for the Canucks. So, for years, too. My God. Started in 2006. Wow. Didn't know that part. Jeez, that's crazy. That's hard to do in the NHL these days. Not only to play that long of a career, but to stay with the same team. Yeah. That's that's insane. So, uh, yeah, I could see that being... I could see that one now that I'm looking at that one. <laughs> but it would... Oh, the man deserves it. He's been with you guys through everything. <laughs> through your good times, the cup loss, bad times. Yeah, he... Burning couches. It'd be between those two for sure, then Edler or Horvat. The reason we did this entire segment was because you brought it up last week during our episode. If you didn't hear, go back and watch the episode eight, Vegas Born. The Vegas Golden Knights, obviously, is who we're going to talk about. Yep. They have never had a captain, very obviously, because it's only year three of their entire existence. A lot of names that you could really go with here. Pacioretty and Stone signed a longer extensions just now, so they're they're here. You've established that they're going to be part of your mainstay. Mm-hmm. Nate Schmidt, Riley Smith, Jonathan Marcheseau, all guys from the expansion draft, if you kind of want that feel, the guys that have been there since day one, I give it to Jonathan Marcheseau. I could, I could see that one. You, Derek Englund kind of was the placeholder captain, for, for lack of a better term, for whenever they – won the whatever the name of that trophy is campbell oh the western conference western conference championship he was the one that the prince of wales that's the eastern yeah so i don't know but he was the one that did the trophy and is the one that it he was the one that lived in vegas for multiple years yeah before being drafted there then the whole um tragedy happened there with the Jason Aldean concert. Yes, that was the shooting. He was the one that kind of stepped up and took hold of this team and said, this is going to be, you know, big for us. He was became the leader without actually taking the captaincy. Um, obviously, he wore an A and obviously meant a lot to the team. It'd be hard to not give it to him, but at the same time, he's 37, has a year left on his on his deal. and Just signed that deal, actually. Has a one-year deal. And, I mean... I would say for now, if you had to name one right now, I'd say give it to him for the year because you're a young team. No one really is going to 
badger you too much if you just give it to a guy for something like that and then just you know take it and give it to someone else the next year um other than that i would say max patch actually former canadians captain has the experience of being a captain knows how to handle it is an experienced guy as well at the age of 30 and you want him to be around for a while proven leader and can do it more why not give it to a guy who you want to be around and has the uh leading ability yeah, I I think you just you know to me I just you saw Derek England as the pseudo captain yeah. that year and and I agree he was and he came out and he gave that speech the first game in Vegas days after that happened obviously it was very emotional I just think I think of Las Vegas Golden Knights I think of Jonathan Marsh so I think of him in that first season the playoff run the way he was playing him showing up in that amazing car that was matted gray with the Vegas Golden Knights thing, even though it's not his. It's still an amazing car. And then he's going to be there for a little while as well. I just feel like he's the kind of guy, his energy, his leadership, he's not the age of Derek England. We've said it so many times, obviously, age in this league is Mm kind of getting pushed out. I think Jonathan Marcheseau is the guy to go with. And and I like Pacioretty too, but he's playing so free. Last year he played well because he was playing free of that burden. You could tell he was being burdened with the captaincy in Montreal. It's tough to do it in Montreal. It's tough to do it anywhere in the NHL. Especially in Montreal as an American-born player. Exactly. You're going to get tons of crap if you don't perform to that standard that has been set by all the people before you, which with the Canadians is such a long history of games. So I, I believe it goes to Marcia so because I, I, I think Pacioretty plays better without it. I think it, it, it just let him play. He, he's been burdened with the C for long enough. You give it to Marcia so he, he's your guy. So those are all the teams that don't have a captain. Now, there's a couple teams. I, I have four. Did you, did you bring any that you currently have that teams that you think should change a captain? I got one because it's the most obvious one. All right, you go ahead. I feel like the most obvious one is the New Jersey Devils. <laughs> Yeah. Andy Green is their captain. All right. We'll do this really quickly because we're taking time. So Andy Green's their captain. Who do you think should take the captaincy? Oh, I'm saying Taylor Hall. Okay. Taylor Hall is that team pretty much. Okay. You know, that's that's fair enough. Taylor Hall only has one year left on his contract, though, so that's an interesting thing to keep an eye on. Oh, yeah. He's a UFA lot next year. Well, assuming, let's say he resigns Taylor Hall for sure, yeah. Okay, well, I have three more. I'll quickly just say who the captain is, or who the team is, who the captain is, and who I think should be the new captain, and then I'll have you give me your overall thoughts of all of them once I finish all three. All right. Uh, Minnesota Wild, current captain Miku Koivu, should be captain Zach Parise. <laughs> I, can, uh, I can agree with that one. I was thinking Minnesota too, but it's hard to pass up a Koivu, kind of. Yeah, I, I just, you watch them and you kind of really don't notice him anymore. Yeah, especially these days. So, New York Islanders, Anders Lee, I think mm. Matt Barzell should be captain. Okay. I feel like it might be him one day for sure. They'll probably do that San Jose thing where they strip it and give it to him. So I also said Jordan Everly, possibly. He just signed that big extension with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could see that one as well. Okay. And the last one, we talked about it a lot in this last 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. We actually got into this a lot. Current captain, Shea Weber. Montreal Canadiens. Next captain, Max Domi. Fair enough. Um, Max Domi's been around for a little bit, so... One season. Well, been around the league, isn't he? Well, a couple seasons. Yeah. Two seasons. All right, well... Yeah, I could see that one as well. Who else is on that team right now that could do it, though? 
Maybe Brandon Gallagher. I also had Brandon Gallagher on there as well because he's been there forever and a day. But I just think Max Domi, if you watched any of the things from the Canadians' Instagram, Max Domi was in their pride parade with George LaRocque. Was loving it. Max Domi is on on their social media 24-7. They love him. He's a good player. Good player. Canadian kid, right? Canadian kid. Yeah. They'll like that. And I think they love Max Domi. I think they love the way he plays. I love the way he plays, honestly. And his face plastered on posters, plastered on this, plastered on that, ambassador of the game, ambassador of Montreal. That's that's their captain. Yeah, I guess that one's a fair one, too. The only thing they might not like is that his father was a Maple Leaf. <laughs> but I, I think they'll get over They can get over that, yeah. Uh, the honorable mention I had is the Boston Bruins. You don't take you don't take the C off of Zidane Chara, but it is kind of sad that Patrice Bergeron is not the captain of the team that he plays for. Yeah, no, it, that's that would have been my answer too. Obviously, Chara will retire eventually, and uh, eventually, but maybe Bergeron will be too old. Yep, I was saying maybe we're assuming Bergeron. Regardless, I think Bergeron's getting it next because unless something happens and somehow Chara's still on that team and Bergeron's not. I don't know. Any of the videos of his off-season workouts have been ridiculous. He is massive, and I mean jacked, not just tall. Yeah, which is hard to see because he looks like a stick sometimes. That's true. So that does it for our, our entire talk on NHL captains. Obviously, we're within a month away from the season. But before we go, we have another segment, our second ever segment of Red Lines, where Horwat takes headlines from Reddit, reads them to me. Most of the time, I do not know which headlines he has plucked out of Reddit because I don't look at Reddit, so I will respond to them and we will talk about them. Take it away. These will be quick ones. Okay. This one, easy. Goldberg's goalie mask from D2 is up for auction. (laughs) Did he put it up for auction because he's in prison? I don't know who put it up exactly, but it is up for an estimate of 2,000 to 3,000 pounds. Oh, so it's not even up for auction in the United States. Correct. Good to know. Yeah. How did that get out of the United States? Who obtained this? Did they obtain it legally? These are all questions I All I got is the headline for you. Okay. Well, that's why it's called Red Line. Us not doing not our, Red Articles. Us during our journalistic duty. Yeah. Second one. <laughs> Second one. Which NHL dynasty is the most overrated or underrated in history? Ooh. Oh, is there an answer to this? Because it's an opinion question. It's an opinion question. The first oh, overrated. The first comment in here is uh, one that says, "I think the Islanders dynasty is underrated," which fair. Yeah, it's no. overlooked all the time. I yeah no seriously that's true. I didn't even think about that. That's how underrated they are. They owned a decade. Yeah, they completely owned a decade. And it they took and they took the decade from the Wayne Gretzky Oilers. That's even see people don't understand that. Yeah. They're like, oh well, the the Islanders they won a bunch, but you know. So did the Oilers. Yeah, but you know who like, the Oilers almost had a fifth cup, was it before the Islanders came in and won their four or five straight? I don't remember the other way around. The Islanders won four straight before the Oilers won one. The Islanders won from 1980 to 1983. They won 80, 81, 82, 83. And then the Oilers won in 84, 85, uh, took a year off in 86 because that was, you know, Canadian. So I had it backwards. Okay. Yeah. 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 You just flip those and you got it right. But yeah, four straight seasons. Think about that right now. Four straight seasons. If you look at the Stanley Cup champions, not even in a list, but with the logos, 
it's changed a lot. Yeah, it used to be the same couple. Obviously, there's only six teams to choose from back well, in the day. Yeah. But since this is since expansion that I have here, and it's still like that. A lot of games. Yeah. Up until about eighty, the nineties. Let's just yeah. say up until the nineties, it was basically the same team. Yeah. From Sixty-eight to nineteen ninety. Yeah, and it really, and that's the way it's been. Obviously, thankfully now the there's a lot more parity. We see the last two seasons, two teams that have never won a cup before have won the cup, and two teams that have been around for a while, in the Capitals and the Blues. Blues, uh, Blues have been around for almost fifty years. Yeah. Obviously, before that, you know, there was a couple. There's the Penguins having their three and however many. The Blackhawks having their three and six. Five or six. And the Kings having their two and, like, four. It's been, you know, a lot of, of the same teams, but it's at least getting better than, oh, it's just Montreal eight years straight or some, some nonsense like that. Yeah, and then also you go back to, I think it really started with the lockout. Yeah. Before the lockout with the Lightning, and then after the lockout, obviously, you had the Hurricanes, you had the, the Red Wings did one, one in there, the Penguins first one in the Crosby era, so you had a lot of newer teams winning the Cup then, and I think it's really good to see all these teams play really well. Yeah, and it's good to see it spread. Hopefully, it can just stay like that for a little bit. Yeah, that'd be nice. All right, do you have... Got one more. One this more, right. One might be a little bit longer. But since we talked about him, we may as well get into this headline. With Cam Ward and with Cam Ward retiring and Williams on the brink of retiring, how many Conn Smythe winners are not in the Hall of Fame that are eligible? How many Conn Smythe winners are not in the Hall of Fame? Yes, that have that are eligible. The first comment is the answer. Okay. Um, well, let's see. I love trivia. Trivia's great. This is a hard one because I honestly don't recognize a lot of these names. Um Conn Smythe winners. Is the Conn Smythe been around since the original six? I believe so. The first one on here is from 1965. So. Okay. Well, I'll just take a random guess and say 15 people. I have the count of eight. Oh, well, uh, well uh, I'm wrong. Uh, sorry, nine. Less wrong. Tim Thomas is in there. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no, Tim Thomas is not going to be a Hall of Famer. Sorry. No. Um, before that, in descending order, starting at the 2002-2003 Stanley Cup, Juan Sebastian Jaguer. Mike Vernon, Claude Lemieux, Bill Ranford, Ron Hextall, Butch Goring, Reggie Leach, and Roger Crozier. That's probably French. Huh. So, you think of everyone else that has won from those years, from the years out of that. Brad Richards, Cam Ward, Henrik Zetterberg, Evgeny Malkin, uh, Jonathan Taves, Jonathan Quick, Patrick Kane, Justin Williams, Duncan Keith, Sidney Crosby twice, Alex Ovechkin, and Ryan O'Reilly. A lot of those guys are already Locks. locked into the Hall of Fame. Yep. Guys who are not, who do you think, out of those ones? O'reilly is not a lock, obviously. Cam Ward is not a lock. Cam Ward is not a lock, yeah. Uh, what are some of the other names on that list? Uh, we said... Uh, Jonathan Quick I don't think is a lock. Uh, Duncan Keith is not. <laughs> despite to being, me. Despite being a top 100 player, yeah. Brad Richards, how about that one? Yes or no? No, he's not a Hall of Famer. All right. He retired in 15-16. Him? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's just But there's a couple of guys you that have won it that are not in the Hall of Fame, so that's just kind of showing the 
um, stature that that trophy kind of has. Yeah, there's one every year, and there's only eight people that have not been in, in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. That's crazy. Especially out of the eligibles, too. Like, you'd yeah. figure Ron Hextall for some reason, you'd figure that. But, yeah, that's fair. But that's all I got. Yeah, so that does it for our segment of red lines obviously we'll be bringing that back throughout the season because reddit is gold sometimes i don't look at reddit and now it actually pays off because now i get to see these things and these interesting things that just in conversation that you look up for me that's great just like today i learned that the khl uses three different ring sizes that's yeah that league is just i'm not gonna say anything because i don't want to get put on a hit list good luck following that one so yeah That'll do it for this week's episode of The Fifth Line. Like I said earlier at the beginning of the show, you can listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts by searching The Fifth Line. Follow us on Instagram at The Fifth Line Show and on Twitter at The Fifth Line One. You can follow me at Nick underscore Berlansky. You can follow Horwat at not underscore Nick underscore Horwat, which is fun to say every week. Woo. That'll do it for us this week. Do you have anything else to say to the guys? No, nope, or we're girls all done or here. whoever's listening? Well, that'll do it for us. We'll see you guys next week, one week closer to the NHL season. We're within a month now. So, see you guys next week.